Welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us for this time today. We hope that this message will encourage you, build your faith, and help you thrive with God and thrive in life. Now to the message. We're in a series uh, we are calling Enlarge, Lengthen, Strengthen. Enlarge, lengthen, strengthen. And it comes from uh, a scripture that I believe the, the Lord has for us as a church um, and, and for you as uh, if you're a part of this church, if you're planting in this church, if you're like, oh, maybe I should be a part of this church, um, there is a place for you. I believe that this scripture is for you. It's in Isaiah 54, uh, verse one, it says, sing, O barren, you who have not yet bore, break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married uh, woman, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them strengthen, uh, stretch out your curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your pegs. You shall expand to the right and to the left and and your descendants will inherit the nations and will make the desolate cities inhabited will make the desolate cities inhabited, that the Lord is going to bring increase, fruitfulness, even in the places that were barren or that were unfruitful before. And not by, you know, you doing more or you, by you, but by his spirit, not by might, not by power, but by his spirit. And, and as uh, we've been talking about, as when you, like when my wife and I were expecting our kids, we didn't wait until they, we brought them home from the hospital to assemble the crib, to paint the room, to take down the guest bed that was in that room. We got ahead of time and got that ready in the same way. God is saying, I have something for you. So not just waiting until it's here, but actually getting ready or preparing ahead of time. That when the Lord says he has something, okay, there's a part for us to play, and that is to get ready. And so last week we talked about uh, the, to, to enlarge, and a part of that is stretching. That you will not enlarge if you stay in your comfort zone. That you need to stretch, that you need to stretch by faith and enlarge in what God has for you. Um, and, and that uh, I'd, I'd encourage you, if you missed last week, you can listen back on the podcast, what have you, because uh, we're going to be building on week by week. Then the next thing is lengthen, and then, of course, strengthen. So we're going to be building on what we talked about, and that is, this week, of course, is lengthen. So let's read that one more time. So enlarge the place of your tent, and let them stretch out their curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords. Lengthen your cords. So Isaiah is saying, lengthen your cords. Uh, 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 And cords really, uh, so really to lengthen or to make room. Now cords, what it's talking about is back in Isaiah times, a cord or rope would be attached to the tent and this would keep up the tent posts on the inside. It would keep the, the, it would be attached to the fabric to keep the fabric down from blowing away when storms come as they do. And they were actually made up of several twisted pieces of, of material all twisted together. That it was, uh, if you're like, oh, what material were they? It was a uh, flax tree and uh, date tree, uh, usually what it was. Uh, you're like, oh, how am I going to use that? Oh, you won't. But uh, Isaiah, in his time, is that he, if you needed to enlarge your tent, if, you're, if you were growing, what you needed to do was, one, there was a stretching 
But the second thing is, is you needed to lengthen the cords on your tent. Uh, because without that, it, you could not do it. And to, so you needed to increase the reach and go beyond where you were before. You need to increase the reach of the cords and go beyond where you were reaching before. Because if you use the same cords, that, uh, the length that you had before as you're stretching out your tent, as you're enlarging, what would happen is when the storms would come, the tent would not stay up. It would be blown over by the storms that would come. The pillars would be collapsed. All that stretching you did would be flat on the ground. So you needed to expand. You must lengthen your cords. Now, how did they do this? They didn't have a mech and they'd go and they say, hey, listen, I need a new tent cord and uh, they didn't have a Home Depot. What would they do? Well, they did not throw out the cord that they had from the, the, the tent. What they would do is they would take the cord that was there and they would actually weave new fibers into that same cord. That same strand that was on the old tent that they were still lengthening, expanding, they would weave new fibers onto that cord to expand the reach, to expand the length so it could go to new places and new lengths. And it wasn't like coincidental. It's like one day you just wake up and oh, we've expanded. There was intentional to incorporate and weave those new fibers and lengthen the reach to keep enlarging that tent. And now last week we said this, prof this, this word, this prophecy from Isaiah was really threefold. It's talking about Isaiah speaking to the nation of Israel uh, for, for them to be restored and free from captivity. Uh, we're uh, we also said that it is for you and I as a church, that this is a word in season for us as a church. And we also said that this is, um, uh, that it's, it's speaking of the enlargement of the house of faith through Jesus, that, that God's family would be enlarged by Jesus. And, and you get this picture actually, even in the lengthening of cords, it's a picture of what Jesus did, that the law only went so far. The law, it says scripture, that the law was our teacher, that it only went so far that we see what God had said. But Jesus, when he was lengthening, as he's lengthening the household of faith, he didn't throw away the law. It says in Matthew 5, 17, that uh, it says in Matthew 5, 17, do not think, Jesus saying, do not think that I came to abolish the law of the prophets. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. So he didn't get rid of the cord on the, on the t household of faith. Instead, what he did was he lengthened it. He enlarged the, the tent of faith. How did he do that? Well, he fulfilled the law. He, he died on the cross. What he did when he died, he rose again, paying the price for you and I, is then he then lengthened the cord that the household of faith grew. In Matthew 5.20 says this, uh, Jesus saying a few verses later, for I say to you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and the Pharisees, which was not that righteous because there is no righteous, none, none except Jesus, uh, uh, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Your, your righteousness is only gonna go so far. Your righteousness, your right standing with God for all have sinned, fallen short of the glory of God. 
And so unless it surpasses this, unless it's lengthened, unless it goes farther than it was before, you will not enter in. And this is what Jesus did, that today he lengthened the cords because he, 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, he who made no sin became sin that we might become the righteousness of, of God in him. So that Jesus, what he did on the cross caused the, the cords to be lengthened and so that the gift of grace could be expanded so that now, today, all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That, that it was an intentional plan before the foundations of time that it was planned that Jesus would come to earth, die, rise again, paying the price for you and I so that the cord would be lengthened for the household of faith so that we could receive what he has. So that you and I are here because he lengthened the cord, if you will. And I believe God is calling us today, together as a church, you and I individually, to lengthen our cords, to reach longer, to go further for what God has for you, to make room, uh, uh, to, to, to step into the plan and the purpose God has for you, to receive what God has. Now, Ecclesiastes 4 is, they don't have it because I didn't give it to them because I'm going to summarize it. They're scrambling in the back. No, you're good. Um, is, uh, it's one of my favorite scriptures when I do weddings. It's, it talks about that, uh, that a triple braided cord is not easily broken. That, that it, at weddings, it's speaking about, well, you, your spouse, and God. And when you're together weaved, that that, that is not easily broken. That, that a triple braided cord is not easily broken. I believe, too, when it's speaking of cords in the Bible here, where, where we are called to lengthen our cords, it's speaking of a triple braided cord. And so we're going to look at three things that we are, are to grow in and intentionally weave into our lives to lengthen our cords, to, to be able to expand, to reach further into what God has for us, to reach the new places that God has, to keep that pillar, the, the, the pillar of your tent, to keep your tent up, if you will, uh, that when the storms of life come because they will, that it will not blow you down because you are anchored, you are rooted. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13 says this, and now abide faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Abide in these, faith, hope, love. Abide to, it also means remain, make your home in, uh, which is an interesting little, little bit there. But abide in faith, abide in hope, abide in love. I believe these three things, when we intentionally weave them into the cord of our life, it lengthens our reach. It lengthens our capacity. It lengthens us to be able to look beyond, beyond myself to other people, beyond the hurt that someone did to me, be, beyond the, the possibilities of the situation and seeing what God can do, to, to, to lengthen my, my, my ability to be um, for my commitment and perseverance, to make room for God, what God has for me. Faith, hope, love. I believe we can intentionally weave that into our lives. Uh, and just as those uh, back with Isaiah, where they had to be intentional, uh, lengthening the cords, we too can intentionally, purposefully pursue and to grow and weave these three things, faith, hope, love, into our lives. Now, faith, it 
It's, it comes from Jesus. Scripture says that Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. Uh, Romans 12, 3 says that everyone is given a measure of faith. You're giving a measure of faith by God, and we are to intentionally and purposefully grow and weave that into our lives. So faith, really, what do I talk about when I mean faith? Faith is being bold, taking God at his word, and acting on it. That, that faith without works is dead. It, is, it is, is a bold, confident trust in God and what he says. And so now I'm going to respond in how I'm living uh, because of that. It is, it is faith that lengthens our reach. If we look at Hebrews 11, which is like, the, it can be called the heroes of faith. We see what they did, these, these guys. It was by faith that they lengthened, they went beyond where they usually would. By faith, Noah, he built the ark. By faith, Abraham left where he was and went to a new land. By faith, Sarah received uh, her son. By faith, Jacob gave an offering. By faith, Rahab did what she did. By faith, Moses did what he did. By faith, you will do what God has called you to do. See, it is by faith that you will lengthen and reach beyond where you can normally reach. It is, it, it is what will cause your capacity to increase, your perspective to increase, to reach beyond. It's by faith that us as a church, as Thrive, will go further and beyond. It is by faith. See, God will call you to reach further and farther beyond where you can do in your own might that it's actually required by you in order to reach there, to be, to, to be in faith, that you cannot reach in your own strength. And faith, there is corresponding action, that you hear what God has said, and then you take a step of faith. Like Abraham, he heard the God say, listen, take a step, leave the land that you know, and go to an unknown land. That is steps of faith. Uh, faith, it says, faith without works is dead, right? Now, some people uh, have a false perception that, like, okay, for walking by faith, you throw your brain out. Like, you stop thinking. Like, I walk by faith, so I'm not going to think about anything. Um, but I believe faith and wisdom actually go hand in hand. That Proverbs 1.7 tells us that the fear of the Lord, which is not like I'm afraid of him, it's the reverential awe of God, is the beginning of knowledge, and, and, and so in order to have a reverential awe of God, you need to have faith, right? Uh, and, 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 uh, and to be able to receive the knowledge of God. God is the creator of the universe. I think he's, his way, Isaiah says, his ways are higher than our ways. His, listen, he's the creator of the universe. I think he's got it down more pat than I do, right? He's got this. Now, uh, faith is not just I hear it, but I hear it. I can hear God's, God's knowledge, and then I apply it. And really, what is applied knowledge? Applied knowledge is the definition of wisdom. Wisdom is applied knowledge. So uh, Proverbs 10.9 says that the fear of the Lord, the reverential awe of God, is the beginning of wisdom. So as you rev uh, have a reverential awe of God and you apply it, what is that? That is walking by faith. That is walking in what God has for you. It is walking out the wisdom of God. And the wisdom of God allows you to operate differently. That will cause you to actually lengthen and reach further than you could. 
that God has wisdom even in his word where you operate differently with your time. That will cause you to lengthen your time. I don't know about you, but have you ever had the thought of like, I wish there was just more time in the day? Yeah, me too. I had it this week. I just ran out of time. Uh, but there isn't anymore. I've tried. I've looked. There isn't. None under the couch. My kids didn't take it. Like there it, so, but the wisdom of the Lord will cause you to change how you work your time, how you use your words. It will lengthen how you use your resources, how you steward. It will change how you do relationships, uh, your effectiveness, how you manage your money. See, the Bible, he, it is the wisdom of God, and then we're not just to hear about it and be like, oh, that was good, that was good, that was, that was good, and then go back away. But we are to walk it out, apply it, and that is really walking by faith. Isaiah 54, verse 2, uh, let's, let's actually look at that again. It says, enlarge the place of your tents and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare. Do not spare. In other words, don't cheap out. Don't cheap out. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. Don't cheap out. Now, don't cheap out in, in stretching your curtains. Don't street cheap out in, 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 in your pegs. Don't cheap out in lengthening your cords. And, and really, I think it's, we shouldn't cheap out when it comes to lengthening our faith or strengthening our faith in the reach uh, of where we are going. That, that that we should actually take every opportunity to strengthen our faith. You know, that like practical things like reading our Bible. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. I, if I want to grow in faith, I need to hear what God is saying. To assemble together like we are doing here today. Uh, like in Thrive Groups as we assemble together. Taking actions of faith. Even steps of faith. Have you ever like seen babies learning to walk? Yeah, yeah, if you're a parent, and like me, I was very like, whoa, 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 like I was all the time. You could call me a helicopter parent. I don't know what you'd call me, but keep that to yourself. Um, no, uh, <laughs> but as, as babies, when they're learning to walk, they walk a little and they stumble and they fall down often, right? But they get back up and the more they're stumbling, the more they're taking steps, the more proficient they get. Now, I'm not telling you to check out how Elia walks today and see how I've done as a parent, but um, as we take steps of faith, I think we should actually, uh, we're called to walk by faith and not by sight. That means that you're walking by faith will actually get more secure, more strong, as you just daily, as you take the opportunities to walk in faith. That you're, you're, you, maybe at first it might feel really wobbly, but as you get to take one step followed by another step followed by another step, that there is a, that, that there is a, a, a confidence in that, that you can, uh, you know, that you take a step, a step of faith and then you can look back and say, when I stepped out, look what God did. And that then sometimes, I don't know about you, but have you ever had where now I'm at a point where things are a little wobbly, I don't know, and you remember God's faithfulness before, when I stepped out before his faithfulness. So take the opportunities that come your way, okay, to pray for someone, to, to assemble in community and to get out of your, uh, yourself of, of, okay, maybe I'm, gonna, I'm a bit of an introvert. Okay, I'm going to take a step of faith and talking to someone today. Uh, uh, to, to give as God leads. To start something that God says. To stop something that God says. You know, and each step you take become stronger. It actually is, well, it strengthens your faith. Why? Because it builds a testimony. 
and we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony. Uh, and because of faith, we have hope. And, and hope, like, like that we are to weave in, hope is not, there's a difference between hope and hype. Hype is like, I'm so excited, I'm so excited. But when the day of adversity comes, hype is gone. Hype is gone. See, I want hope. I want solid hope. What is hope? Hope is not wishful, wishful thinking. I hope it works out. I hope things are good. I, I hope it does not snow this week. Um, but hope is this. It's a confident expectation. It's a confident expectation in God. My hope is in God. Romans 5, 1, it says this, Therefore, having been justified by faith, you are right with God by faith in Jesus. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have access by, um, we also have access by faith into this grace which we stand. You are walking in the grace of God. And rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, uh, that, but we also glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and produces perseverance, character, and character, hope. Hope. That we have a hope in God. That, that is, it, it's beyond situations, beyond what I see around me. My hope is in God's word, his promise, his, his, his character, what he's said. Abraham, he's described in, um, in uh, Romans 4, verse 18, uh, that he hoped against hope. What does that mean? So Abraham and Sarah, they couldn't have a baby. Then they were too old. They were really old, actually. And they were too old. So in the natural, hope was gone. But they hoped against hope because their hope was in God. So we can hope against hope. When things look like in the natural, it is not going to work out. There's a hope that we have that is within in God. That we can hope when all the when it looks like it is not working. A confident expectation in God. I think a good thing to ponder on and uh, is this is where is my hope, my expectation in? Is it in my job? Is it in my, my effort? Is it in a person? A person? Is it in the economy? Is it in, in a system? And, and if so, your hope, your emotions are going to go like this. It's going to be a roller coaster. It's going to be up and down. You're going to ride the highs and you're going to feel the lows. Because all those different things, everything changes. Everything changes except one. And that is Jesus. See, we can hope in the one who does not change, who is Jesus. I want to encourage you, as the psalmist in Psalms 131 says, as he puts it, he says, hope in the Lord now and forevermore. To place your hope, your confident expectation in God. That my hope is in him, not in what I see. My hope is in him, not in what I do. My hope is in him because he, is, he does not change. That way I can be consistent. I can be, there can be a steadiness there. There can be a steadiness that he is there. Now in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13, it says, Now abide, faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. The greatest of these is love. Now it's not the greatest um, 
because, and we should like, in the sense of like, okay, we don't need to pursue faith. You don't need to, you know, pursue, have hope. It's like, just love, 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 right? Um, but it's the greatest because of this is because as, as fuel is to a car, love is to faith. That uh, Galatians 5, 6 says this, is that for Christ, Jesus neither circumcised or, nor uncircumcised, people who had a covenant with God before Jesus or after Jesus avails anything. Um, uh, or Gentile, I should say, Gentile or Jew, but now we all have a covenant with him. But faith working through love. See, our faith works by love. Love is the fuel of faith. If you don't have faith, you don't have much. Uh, hope also because of love. Uh, Romans 5, 5, we read it already, but it says this. It says, now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Hope has been poured out in your, or love has been poured out in your heart. And because of that love, because God did not spare anything because of his love, he gave his very best, Jesus, for you, so that now you can be far from God. Now you are now close to God. Now uh, we have the love of God that's shed abroad in our hearts. Now that's not just any kind of love. It is a agape love, the God kind of love, the unconditional, unearned love. That is the love that is in your heart. And Paul prayed this. He said, he prayed um, this in Ephesians 3, um, verse 17. He said, uh, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love. There's a rooting and a grounding in love. May you be able to comprehend with all the, peop uh, with all the saints what is the width, what is the length, what is the depth, what is the height, to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. See, there's a height to God's love. There's a depth to God's love. There is a width to God's love. There's a, a, a lengthening to his love. There's a length to his love that, that God sent his son to reach for you and I. There's a length for that. And I believe that this love that is shed abroad in our hearts, God's love causes us actually to reach out, to go forward, to go beyond. It, it, it actually, it compels us to go forward. And that as we have, as, as uh, Paul says, as we have a more of a revelation of Jesus, as we have a revelation of God, that that actually causes us to then be able to lengthen, to go further in what God has for us. A revelation about his love. 1 Corinthians 13, uh, 1 to 3, uh, it talks about how you can speak in tongues, you can have a word of knowledge, you can have faith to move a mountain, but if you do not have love, you are nothing. You have nothing. See, without the agape kind of love to weaved into lengthening, to reaching beyond where you are, I think that actually you, your faith, your, your enlarging becomes a narcissistic. That it actually becomes narcissistic faith. That it's all about me, all about my kingdom, all about what I can get. But as the love of God is weaved into you, expanding, it is the love of God that actually compels us to reach forward, compels us to expand because there is more beyond than where we are that God has for us. 
Because if, if I don't have the love of God, uh, that, that, uh, that on the day of adversity, uh, the wind's going to blow me down. It's going to knock me down. But when you have faith, hope, love weaved in together as the cords to the tent that you are enlarging, I believe that you will stay strong in what God has for you. That you're intentional as God does his part and you are intentional of, of weaving his faith, of faith, hope, and love that you will be strong to lengthen your cords and reach beyond your capacity, look beyond where you are, beyond me, beyond what's happened in the past, beyond to what God has, that you lengthen to reach beyond to other people, to have compassion, to, to endure and persevere and have commitment, to, to, to go beyond where you are. So can I encourage you with this, is to lengthen your cords, to reach further with faith, hope, and love. Thank you for joining us for the Thrive Church Podcast. We hope this message encouraged you, built your faith, and helped you thrive with God and thrive in life. We would love to see you on a Sunday soon, in person or online. You can get all the information at thrivecalgary.ca. If you would like to support a partner with Thrive Church financially, you can do so by going to thrivecalgary.ca and click the Give button. Know God is for you. We love you and have a great week.